Hello, Inker people. My name is Jess, and you are listening to Jess in the Flesh. Okay, let us get started. How do you feel about ghosting, being the ghoster, or getting ghosted on, aka being the ghosty? I think that ghosting in general is just not a morally right thing to ever do to someone. Um, I have never done it to anyone, at least not intentionally. I mean, like, I was on and off um, dating apps for, like, a brief period of time just to, like, have someone to talk to because I was kind of lonely and sad, so there was that. (laughs) But most of those conversations kind of just, like, fizzled and died. I think it was a mutual death. It wasn't more like, oh, you ghosted me, I ghosted you. It was, like, a mutual, you're boring, (laughs) you know, Um, and I'm not really interested. So, um, I have, though, like, been ghosted by someone, but I really wasn't too attached to them, so for me personally, it didn't really, like, negatively impact me or make me sad, but I feel like if you really had, like, that, you felt like you had that connection and then you were ghosted by someone, it can definitely hurt and it can definitely have a negative impact on your self-esteem and your emotions and things. Next question. Is it true that once a cheater, always a cheater? Well, I'm the kind of person who believes in change, that people can change, and yeah. Everyone has the ability to change if they want to put forth the effort. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's really pretty hard honestly um so if a person was once a cheater and they haven't done it for a while and you know this for a fact and you want to give them a chance like I would just proceed with caution on that note but honestly if I was in that situation it would really depend on the person. I feel like I have a good sense of people who would be, like, players and the cheating type. But, you know, some people have different reasons for being drawn to certain individuals. Like, a lot of people value looks more than personality and all that. And if you do that, then I feel like... I feel like the most more attractive people just tend to be more, like, player, players and cheaters and stuff because they know they're attractive and they are more likely to get away with it. Even though that's wrong, it kind of is how it is, so. Alright, next question. What is your nickname? Um, growing up, my mom has always called me Gek. Don't know what that comes from, but yeah, that's the thing. Um, my dad, growing up, called me Gooch. This one has a story behind it. It's really stupid, so bear with me. (laughs) Essentially, when I was a little girl, like a baby, an infant, I instead, I never crawled. I used to scooch around on my butt across the floor. And so, it was like a combination between the word, like, scooch and Jessica, which is my name, 
So it became Gooch. Okay, next question. What would you like to learn? I'm always open to learning new things. I feel like I would really like to learn how to play like a musical instrument well. Because <laughs> I kind of dabble in car- not karaoke, ukulele. <laughs> yeah, I kind of dabble in ukulele a little bit. But it's not like a serious thing. Like I want to be really good at an instrument. That'd be cool to learn. And bust out at parties and be like, I have a party trick. I am musically inclined. Um, Along the lines of music, I would also really like to learn how to, like, produce music and make my own, like, tracks. Like, that would, that just seems so cool. And maybe I could be the next SoundCloud rapper, guys. Because I'm so good at rapping and being a musician, I know. I will not dish you a sample because you will click off of this podcast. <laughs> and, okay. Next question. What would you say to your younger self? Personally, I would tell my younger self uh, to just stop focusing on, like, thinking everyone hates you because, no, nobody hates you. I, I feel like when I was growing up, I had a really, I had a lot of self-doubt and really low self-esteem and I thought everyone would hate me or if I got to know someone, they'd be disappointed in who I was and that really took me out a lot of the time. Like, I never really connected with people growing up. And the few friends I did make just tended to move away. Like, I was on a streak. I knew how to pick the ones that were going to leave. Um, not intentionally, of course, because, like, who wants to deal with that? But it really left me in the mentality of, like, what's the point of connecting with people if they're just going to leave me? So that kind of caused me to have, like, commitment issues and trust issues and all that, like, later on. And, like, now I'm still dealing with it. So I wished, like, earlier, like, when I was younger, I knew that it wasn't my fault people were leaving me, and to, like, just go out there and have the self-confidence to talk to people and be myself because I was always so shy and just so scared of what other people would think of me, and it just consumed my life for a really long time. Next question. Is it normal for your partner to compare them to their ex? I think it's very normal. Um, I have not a lot of experience with relationships. Actually, I have, like, no experience with relationships. But, um, I think when it comes to this topic, like, okay, it's understandable to compare. It makes sense to, to compare the person you're currently with with people you were with in the past but I think that it's wrong when the person, like, divulges that information to their partner. Like, oh, you remind me of how they did this because it can cause unnecessary jealousy from the other one. Or, like, bring out bad sides in people and, like, I feel like it would just cause more drama and conflict and jealousy. It's normal to think those things, but I just... I, personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say them. 
If you had lots of money, what would you do with it? If I had lots of money, I would buy... Well, first I'd invest a lot of it. I would also buy a new car because your girl's car right now, she crusty. Um, Bruce, I love the mans, but he's dying. <laughs> um, and I would also give some to my family members because they've been the few people who've been really consistent in my life. I feel like majority of people just come filter in and out, but my family's the one thing that's remained stable, which is good. And, um, I don't know, I would travel a lot too and invest in my hobbies. And so I would like live my life fully instead of focusing on working all the time. Because I feel like nowadays everyone's so focused on working and being productive 24-7, but like it's hard for everyone to realize and take a step back that you need to live too. Like you need to have downtime, you need to have hobbies. Like a lot of people don't even have hobbies anymore because they're just hustling and going and going. And it's, it's kind of sad, to be honest. <laughs> With a serious answer, what is happiness for you in the future? How will you be happy in your life? This is really insightful for me to think about. Um, I think that happiness in the future for me would just, you know, not being consumed with my job. And yes, like I said, like a couple minutes, a couple seconds ago, like stick with the, your hobbies that you have and like have those and just do things that make you happy and I just I just want to be able to find like people in my life who will stick around and like be have really good positive energy because I just feel like I, I've waste so, wasted so much time on like people I don't connect with at all or you know just people who are convenient I feel like I've never really picked my friends so <laughs> I think I need to start doing that to be happy to find a community of people who will actually support me and care as opposed to you know it just being convenient okay like I don't know I think it's a problem you know I'd also want a boyfriend and I'd eventually want a husband but <laughs> we're taking she's taking her time she's been alone for a really long time so yes I'm talking about myself in the third person leave me be <laughs> if you have an opportunity to make one person absolutely happy but not yourself who would it be um well I would have to say my sister I I love that child more than anything and like She's been my best friend growing up, and we have, like, a really weird dynamic. I'm older than her, but I act like the younger sibling towards her. Like, I want to be around her all the time. I want her attention, and I want to be like her because I just feel like she's such a great person. She's so bubbly and happy and full of life, and I just want, like, 
what's best for her and I want her to like always have that personality and I don't want people to take the light out of her and I just love I just love her for that so I just want her to remain happy for forever because she just deserves it she's such a good person and I love her so much she might not say the same about me but like (laughs) it's fine Hmm. Here is a saucy topic. Thoughts on masturbation. I think that we don't talk about masturbation ever as a society. Like, it's just so dirty. What a rendezvous. Like, nobody really talks about the idea of, like, pleasuring yourself. Um... I think it's just because people are just uncomfortable. Most people experience, like, sexual pleasure or whatever. And I think, you know, if doing that makes you happy, regardless if you're a guy or a girl or whatever, like, do it. Also, like, sometimes it can help you prepare yourself and get you in the mood to, like, have sex or whatever, you know? Like, it can be a tool and it can be like a stress reliever and all that so it can have also a really positive effect on your mental health but you know it's not really like a necessary part of my life like I I don't really think about it I don't really do it much but like you know some people it really gets them going man like I don't know what to tell you Okay, next question. Who do you think you are? Okay, that that sounded really threatening. Um, yeah. <laughs> and to answer this, I don't know. That's my problem. You see, I really have no idea who I am, and I've I've delved into myself so much to try to like go through a self-discovery journey and figure figure it out cuz I don't know. And the thing about not knowing who you are, it makes your communication with other people quite difficult. And I don't know, I, I've i been told that I, like, send mixed signals to people. Like, I don't know how I feel about people. Like, I don't know, romantically, like, in general, like, do I like this person, do I not? Like, it's hard for me to really be able to understand my own feelings and all that kind of stuff like I know my general likes and dislikes and my personality the personality traits that I enjoy in a person that I don't but like I have no gauge on my romantic feelings or romantic attraction to people like it's very strange So, yeah, I think I've only had, like, a crush on, like, one person in my entire life, at least that I would consider one, but it's just, it's really weird. I don't know. I, yeah, well, that question really got me. (laughs) When were you truly scared of something? Well... A couple years ago in college, oh, this is a, this is a really personal story, but you know, no one really listens to this podcast, so I might as well share it. 
um, I was on campus at school, and I went to a party. Um, one of my friends was grieving someone, and so she was just drunkenly upset, and she was crying, and she eventually composed herself, and we, we went back, you know, in the heat of the party, because we went to the bathroom to, like, help calm her down and whatnot, and, like, I just saw the look in her eyes of just defeat. I needed to get some air, because I wanted to, because I was getting empathetic, and I was feeling her emotion. I'm like, I need to compose myself and make sure I'm okay, so then I can help her feel like she's okay. But then, all right, I went outside, and I was just standing there, and um, this guy that I was acquainted with, he came up to me, and he drunkenly was yelling at me and pinned me against the wall and it was terrifying because like I've encountered him before he's like an angry drunk I really thought he was going to hurt me um and nobody did anything about it and there were like security guards there like on campus and it was just scary and the thing about me when I'm like really scared I freeze Fight or flight response does not happen. I freeze. I, I, my brain just can't process it. I get overwhelmed and I, I get jittery and I'm like, I don't know what to do. So, you know, it was, it was scary. Like, I felt hopeless. But, um, nothing too bad happened. He, he left and I left and then I couldn't go to the cafeteria for a full month because I was scared to run into him because he scared me that much. But, yeah. So, that was terrifying. What would you like to achieve in your life? I just want to be able to be, like, after I graduate, financially stable enough to, like, not have to worry about paying bills and I I want to be able to have a solid group of people in my life who support me and I support them and we just have like a really good dynamic going because I've never connected with people really deeply and I really want to be able to do that and I know part of it is me stopping myself from having that connection because I'm scared to give so much of myself away because I feel like there's nothing left for me to have like just for myself and I don't know if that's me being selfish or just like I don't want the other person to use um my secrets and my what I say against me, you know, like, it just stems back to having major trust issues. We love that. (laughs) Um, next question. Do you believe love exists? I, I do. I believe love exists. I don't know if I've ever Oh, I've experienced love within my family. 
I've never experienced romantic love, I don't think. So I don't really know what that feels like. But since I believe in like opposites, so if hate exists in the world, and we all know hate exists in the world with all the threats of war and all the, you know, bombings and things, school shootings and all that, like, we know that hate exists in the world. And if there's hate, there has to be love because it's, like, an opposite. You know what I'm saying? I just believe that, like, if hate exists, love has to exist because, like, they're opposites. I don't know if that makes sense to any of you, but, you know, that's how I think about it. And I I do think love exists because I feel like we would have been extinct. <laughs> I mean, people do get physical without having any, like, feelings, but it's called making love for a reason, so... We're hoping love is involved. I mean, I feel like in most situations it is. So, yeah. Anyway. Are you a good liar? I don't know if I should divulge that information. Like, uh. <laughs> Um, I feel like I used to be a really good liar, I guess. I was really good at hiding how I felt. I was really good at remaining composed when I was upset. I was really good at not showing emotion and being really, really stoic because I felt like I had to be tough. Because I didn't want to fit the stereotype of, like, the weak emotional female. And, like, I feel like after all those years, like, holding that in... It's kind of just all, like, bubbled up to the surface, and now it's really hard for me to be able to control my emotions. So, um, lost that ability. But, I don't know, it's, I think, a lesson I needed to learn that, like, I needed to be able to let myself feel, you know, like, pain or joy or anything, like, there's just a really long time where I just felt, like, numb and, like, just no emotion whatsoever. And it was terrible. Let me tell you, it's really rough. Um, and yeah, you know what? I may cry a lot more and I may be more sensitive, but, like, that doesn't make me less tough, I guess. You know what I mean. Okay. Is it easier to forgive or forget? Here's where some character development comes in, guys. And me being self-aware of this aspect of myself, and I'm trying to improve it. So, for me, it's always been easier to forget. And, like, that's pretty bad. Um, I mean, like... If someone's going to continue to, like, try to make it up to me and be on my throat, I'll just be like, okay, I forgive you. But if, like, they say it once and they make no effort, it's like, I 
no thanks, sir, madam. I'm not going to forgive you because what you did to me was really wrong. But even if I do forgive someone, I don't forget about it. It's like, once someone does you wrong, it's just your wall just, go, like, shoots up. Usually my wall is up, like, all the time, regardless of whoever it is, even if they've never, like, done me wrong or anything, but, you know, the more times they've kind of, like, went against me, I just, like, am more and more hesitant to let them in, if you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, I... Yeah, it's really hard. I think that for me sometimes pride gets in the way when it comes to forgiveness. Like I I can say that I forgive someone, but like sometimes I know deep down that I really don't. And I just say that I do because I want them to leave me alone or I just want the situation to feel like it has closure on my end and on their end. But like I I just tend to hold grudges. It's really bad. And I know, like, one decision, one bad decision can't define a person. But it really depends on what it is. Because some things are really, really hard to forgive or even unforgivable. Okay. And last question. Quick. Someone explained to me about asexuality and how living with it is like. My girlfriend is an asexual and I'm not. And I just don't understand how easy it is to live without needing sex. Um. Well. Uh, this is some personal information, there was a brief period of time in my life where I thought I was an asexual. So, I can kind of relate to this question. Um, well, I thought that I was asexual, kind of going back to, like, me feeling like, oh, I've never really had a crush on anyone except for that one person, and that was only because I did them wrong, and I felt guilty about it. So, was that even a crush? I don't even know. But, um, anyway, besides that point, I feel like it's really hard to explain how it's like to people who don't understand. Like, I used to be able to imagine my life without having or wanting sex because it's just like, I, I don't have a desire to do it. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I never really felt close enough with anyone to do it. So, like, I have no desire. You know, it wasn't, like, a want or a need or anything. Like, you know, I had food. I had water. I had my family. Like, that's all I felt like I needed. Um, And then I had a really negative experience um essentially um something happened to me 
like a few months ago and it really like it affected me and it's almost like I want to like reclaim my body back or whatever um so you know I begin to like masturbate like a little bit like you said earlier I don't really do it much but like a little bit um and I feel like through the experience I had like I kind of like don't feel like I'm asexual anymore but I really don't know because I've never been close enough to anyone to really like feel the desire to like have sex you know like it's just weird um I mean living with it like when I thought I was asexual like I really not thought like I was at the time because that's how I identified because you know I feel like sexuality is fluid and you can be different things at different times in your life or like what you most resonate with like a year or two ago in my life I most resonated with asexuality now I think I'm straight again so great (laughs) but um I really think that asexuality is really misunderstood because there's a lot of people who can't imagine having a relationship with someone without sex and sex is a really and physical nature of a relationship is like really important personally I don't think it's all that important I think that it really is just about like connecting with someone's mind and personality and like just when you're with that person you don't want to leave them they make you feel whole you can have deep conversations you can you know have really fun times have really sad times share emotions together and all that stuff and I feel like the element of sex can add to that sure it makes you feel that emotion that physical attraction yes you can't really date someone without any sort of physical attraction or like you know romantic attraction but you know i think that um relationships can exist without sex and like honestly it's just, I just feel like it's hard harder for guys to see it because they're just more like, they well, they, I'm not going to make an assumption, but they tend to be more sexually driven people. And, like, I, the way that this person phrases it, it says how easy it is to live without it. It's not about it being easy or hard. For, like, an asexual person, that's normal. Because they don't think about it. I feel like society has such a heavy emphasis on having sex, wanting sex, needing sex. Like, in all the movies, in all the television shows, the media. They make it seem like it's the biggest deal in the world. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter. I mean, the world's overpopulated anyway, so like, (laughs) we don't have to do this out here. But, like, you know, that's just my opinion. And, you know, I just feel like 
asexual people have a really hard time with relationships, particularly in this guy's situation where he is, you know, straight and sexually, he, he's sexually attracted to her and she does not want to have sex because she is asexual, like, or doesn't have the desire or like it's just it's a really hard dynamic for on both ends of that situation like the guy's like I really want to get physical with her because I have this desire and then she's like eh, take it or leave it or really is repulsed it depends because there's different types of asexuals and all that but yeah if you want me to talk more about asexuality and things that I know because I know a decent amount since I thought I was, I did research on it. <laughs> it was all my self-discovery process and all that. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, guys, I hope you all liked and enjoyed this podcast. If so, feel free to subscribe wherever you're listening on, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even anchor but um again thank you guys so much for listening and next time i'll answer more of your anonymous questions and if you would like to ask me an anonymous question my ask fm page is ask fm well ask dot fm slash Jessica Wise 31 spelled J-E-S-S-I-C-A-W-Y-S-E 31 yeah and I hope you enjoyed this hope you had some insightful thoughts and commentary if you have any comments about this you can also just like reach out to me on Instagram Twitter both at JessWise underscore, spelled J-E-S-S-W-I-S-E underscore. And yeah, that's all I have to say. So stay safe, be good, do amazing things, and you'll hear from me next week. Bye.